Hi everybody, it's Barry here again from Turning the Page and um, good to be with you again. And today's talk is about people who influence you. And I'd like you to just think about, for the moment, who are the five people you spend the most time with? And I think um, possibly those people, and we'll explain it a bit more <laughs> later on, will actually be the ones that have most influence over you. A few days ago, I was listening to a podcast um, with a guy called Simon Sinek, where he interviewed a young lady by the name of um, Marissa Meyers. Now, I probably got that name wrong, but she's got a fascinating story. And the story goes that there was this young man called Drew Hardy, and he happened to be out on his lunch break in uh, Central Park, New York, when he overheard two young ladies discussing um, how they were planning the party, but that it had to be on a certain day when their friend, and quote Mark's friend, Marissa, was not going to be in town. He couldn't believe what he was hearing. So he actually posted a video on TikTok telling the story and wanting to connect with Marissa, whoever she was, Marissa in New York, and to tell her that she basically needs a new group of friends that actually, you know, like her. <laughs> well, the video went viral. And um, in the quest to find whom, find this Marissa. And eventually she saw saw the, um, the video. And actually, if you really want to hear this full story, I'd suggest you to go to a link I've got in the show notes about the story where Simon Sinek interviews Marissa. But the video went viral. She saw the video, and Marissa and Drew connected, and they're actually now friends. But the next chat story, part of the story is incredible. Marissa didn't actually turn bitter. Uh, instead, she actually chose to use, um, I suppose, the viral fame that she had got with the story to actually help people who are lonely to connect with other people. And she founded this group uh, called No More Lonely Friends. And they have meetups where people who don't know each other uh, can come and make new friendships. And many who come have had experiences where they have been rejected. And actually her, her Instagram page has got 51,700, I think, <laughs> followers. And, um, but I know, I know I have experience rejection and I think a lot of people have or perhaps a betrayal by people who, th who you thought were on your friends or who are on your side you know gossip you know slips around and stabs you in the back <laughs> so you're alone um, deeply alone you feel abandoned and you feel lost there's a sense that no one gets you and there's no desire for community with your soul it's um, a sense of loneliness and rejection and betrayal and loss all rolled up in one big ball of pus. Do you know what it's like? <laughs> you probably do. Um, or maybe the relationships you are in aren't a source of encouragement to what matters to you the most. I heard this quote a few years ago and I've, I've often thought about it quite a bit. And that is that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. 
and that was by a guy called Jim Rowe. Um, and immediately, I'm sure you're thinking about the people you spend the most time with. Uh, family, friends, work colleagues, church people. And actually, there's a lot of truth to the same. Um, but I'm not sure if it could be proved in any research manner. But the people around us actually do influence us. They shape us by their words and their actions, their encouragements, then their discouragements. Um, they mentor us into a mould of normality. <laughs> and the Bible says that as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And often when I'm having a conversation with someone, I will hear them refer to a family member or a friend, and I hear the powerful and often negative influence this person has over them. And if it's a, if it's a friend that's having a negative influence, I often suggest them find better friends, <laughs> much like Marissa did. Yeah, it's, yeah, and I know it's not so easy, you know, when, when that person is your spouse or a family member, but we can also learn how to detach and set lines of love and respect, or what, I, what we call boundaries. I remember when I left home when I was 18, um, into my little mini, <laughs> piled all my clothes and, and headed off to the bright lights of Palmerston North. And if you're, new, if you're in New Zealand, you know that Palmerston North's not a big city. But it was an adventure, away from my little hometown of Wellswood. But I was going to start a university course in agriculture, and I left my small hometown and farm and travelled eight hours by car <laughs> to this new place, new place of influence. And I, I remember quite clearly rolling up there at the hostels and the first person that met me was um, uh, a guy who had a similar car to mine and he invited me to be part of the Christian fellowship there and, and the rest is history as they say. But it was one of the best things I ever did. I, I got out of the influence of small town thinking and into a new group of friends, people who saw my potential and truly encouraged me. Now, look, if I had stayed home, I don't think this blog or my ministry would ever have happened. Um, Jesus left his hometown of Nazareth, and when he returned, he was rejected. He, was, he wasn't the same man anymore, and they couldn't box him into small-town normality. And the Bible says this, he left there and returned to his hometown and his disciples came along. And on the Sabbath, he gave a lecture in the meeting place. He stole the show. <laughs> this is the message. Impressing everyone. And they said, we had no idea he was this good. They said, how did he get so wise all of a sudden, get such ability? But in the next breath, they were cutting him down. He's just a carpenter. Mary's boy. We've known him since he was a kid. We know his brothers, James, Justice, Jude, and Simon, and his sisters. Who does he think he is? They tripped over what little they knew about him and fell, sprawling. And they never got any further. <laughs> and it carries on and says, Jesus told them, A prophet has little honour in his hometown, among his relatives, on the streets he played in as a child. Jesus wasn't able to do much of anything there. He laid hands on a few sick people and he healed them and that's all. He couldn't get over their stubbornness. And he left and made a circuit of other villagers teaching. So you can see that how 
how Jesus was just um, kept in that box of of a, of of small town thinking. Then there's the story of Abraham, and the, the Genesis twelve one tells us that the Lord said to Abraham, "Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you." And so he he leaves, uh, and this just wasn't another calling, just a calling to move to another country. It was an invite to leave a culture, a society, a normality, an influence. It was um, truly stretching Abraham's rings to learn how to fly in a completely new way. So I'm going to ask you, who are you and where do you want to go? And that's the question everyone has to answer. You know, As a writer, online pastor, I surround myself with influences <laughs> that will fill my life with encouragement. Uh, I've expanded that quote, um, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, to include um, those people who uh, influence me, like the writers I read, uh, the podcasts I listen to, the influences in my field. Look, I've just watched a, um, a video of uh, Kip Crab, who's Larry Crab's son, interviewing Dan Allender. And these are influences in me. And I want to spend time with them because I know that they're going to shape me in good ways. So I spend a lot of time reading and engaging with their content. I probably spend more time, more influencing time with them, shaping and influencing my brain than I do with people in the flesh. I hear that? So I've decided that I'm going to, I want to be the average of the five people that I really want to be the average of. <laughs> so, you know, I listen to the audio version podcast of the Bible every day. I want that influence. I also have an audio version of my thinking compass. I want that influence. Um, my desk is absolutely covered with books, and my Kindle is full of books from my influences. You know, I share little quotes on social media. I want that influence. Look, and when I write, <laughs> I'm thinking that often it sounds like it's actually my favourite writer writing because I've come so much under their influence. Now, look, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but um, those in the old group of five influences, your family, your friends and church, are probably not going to like or even support the new you. They may even completely reject you. Uh, Jesus, Jesus town, Township people actually tried to throw him off a cliff. Um, and that was a sign of things to come, wasn't it? Yet, all he was doing was, was revealing the fullness of the influence that he was under. And, you know, and Jesus talks to this beauty and purpose within us and how people, how are we, gonna, how are we meant to handle it? He says, do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to the pigs. <laughs> if you do, they will trample them under their feet and turn them, and turn and tear you into pieces. And often I have to say to people is that you're presenting a pearl to somebody who doesn't know what to do with it and may be quite dismissive of it. And I, I suggest that um, the people that they are hoping for, for validation and approval from, typically family members, maybe your spouse, are most likely not going to be the cheerleaders. 
uh, we presented them something beautiful, sacred, precious, you know, a pearl of great worth, and they shoot us down. They critique with harshness, point out the flaws, they remind us of our failures, and they trample the pearl into the muddy slurry of what they're sitting in. And so we feel torn to pieces. Uh, they are the hometown villagers of Jesus' time. What I suggest is they need to get a better group of friends. <laughs> People who know a good pearl when they see it. And Mother Teresa might say to them, uh, what you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. And my encouragement is to find a group of uh, fellow pearl lovers and build relationships of influence with them. So musicians need musicians. Uh, writers need writers. Cricket players need cricket players. Card makers, um, like what you see behind me with my wife, need card makers. People who will celebrate and, and explore and, and you know, encourage. They're the ones that are probably going to be uh, accept you in the pearl of your creation. There's also this, that don't trample on other people's pearls. <laughs> Look, others, <laughs> others may have a passionate excitement about ancient medieval tapestry or something else that is quite different. And it's just not your thing. But show interest in the emotional excitement that they have in it. You know, endorse its validity and importance to them. Find the beauty and purpose it and it might just influence your own life in unexpected ways. You never quite know. Here's another saying that I like to think about. Your vibe attracts your tribe. It's a bit of a bit of a um, quote that bun bundles around on social media. But what this means is that who you are and how you operate in this world will attract people similar to yourself. And as a practical demonstration... When I'm reading a book on my Kindle um, and I find a quote that I really like, I will share it out on social media, on my Twitter platform, Facebook, Instagram. And other people who are similar to me and like similar authors or similar concepts will most likely comment, share and like my little quotes. And so as they do that, I form a tribe, a group of people who... Um, coming under my influence as such <laughs> and I under theirs and if you make this a habit you'll soon find friends that will be good influences to you and you to them but you know it's over to you now and so the question is who are the five people you spend the most time with and are they helping you where they want where you want to go here's some quotes first one's a big one from Mother Teresa People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. <laughs> Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will find some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. 
Give the best you have and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. Mother Teresa. And Larry Crabb says that real encouragement occurs when words are spoken from a heart of love to another's recognised fear. Dave Riddell, choose well whom you spend time with, for you will always become like them in some measure. Is that the outcome you want? And Larry Crabb again, a vision we give to others of who and what they could become has power when it echoes what the Spirit has already spoken into their souls. Larry Crabb. Questions to consider. Number one, who are the five people that uh, have the most influence over you? Number two, what does fear of others, what others will think, have in you staying under the influence of negative people? Number three, Jesus walked through the crowd of townsfolk trampling, that were trampling his pearl into the ground. He left those influences behind. What would that look like to you? And my prayer is that you, you just start to say, okay, who is who, who am I coming under the influence of? Um, are they healthy? Are they good? Uh, who do I want to be under the influence of? Um, you know, prayerfully ask God to show you those things. Hey, if you've found this helpful and you want to send me an email, brilliant. Love to hear from you. It's barry at turningthepage.co.nz. And thanks again to all those people who support this work. Um, little donations, big donations, it's all good. <laughs> So come over to uh, turningthepage.co.nz forward slash support. And until next week, we'll see you then. Bye.